As you know by now, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation. Plus CBD Daily Balance THC-free. Daily Balance is a daily-use supplement that provides the benefits of CBD without the concern of other cannabinoids like THC causing unwanted effects. Daily Balance contains the purest form of hemp-derived CBD in high concentrations to help you overcome intense challenges to mental and physical well-being. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Daily Balance THC-free line of oil, soft gels, and gummies. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. This is your opportunity to send questions to us, and we'll answer them on the air. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. So, questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. And just a reminder, uh, we've got a campaign going on about PFAS chemicals. PFAS chemicals are producing a public health disaster. They're forever chemicals. They're very hard to break down. And we want to mobilize the public in the wake of a study, we did a, kind of some citizen science at the Alliance for Natural Health where we sampled kale from a variety of sources, both organic and conventional kale, and to our, well, relatively to our dismay, we found that PFAS was, was present in all samples tested. Mm. And that is a concern because uh, in what is considered one of the ultimate healthy foods, uh, we find levels of PFAS that are potentially harmful, yeah. causing a wide array of adverse health effects. They're gender benders, endocrine disruptors, yes. potentially carcinogenic. Uh, and lately I did, a, I did a report on how they can take down our immunity. Mm. Uh, turns out that PFAS can reduce one's, the efficacy of vaccines. Vaccines require your own immunity to take. Sure. And, it, you know, as so often happens, vaccines don't work. Uh, well, part of the equation is the vaccines are not that efficacious. But part of it is maybe our soil, our terrain, yeah. is not conducive mm-hmm. to a robust response to a vaccine, or even like after a natural infection. You should have some immunity. Yes. But, you know, if you have a lot of chemicals in your body, you can't. So anyway, banpfas.org is the place to go to get more information and to sound the alarm as a citizen. Let uh, public authorities, the EPA and the FDA and members of Congress know that you're concerned about this. And Europe is way in the lead of the United States yeah. on this. Uh, they're going to ban PFAS chemicals probably by 2024 or maybe 2026. Uh, we are behind the eight ball. Because the FDA is giving us um, false reassurance that no problemo. Right. Nothing to look at here, folks. Let's move along. Let's distract you with something else, yes. (laughs) We have an email from Wendy. Is there a genetic factor that exists that makes it harder for some people to process plant-based B vitamins versus meat origin B vitamins? Right there. Yeah. Yeah. 
What is your sense of the difference between meat-based and plant-based B vitamins? Uh, they're all water-soluble. Uh, the B vitamins, well, first of all, B12 you're going to find in meat, well, so not B, so much in plants. Let's have an example. More B, let's look yeah. Biotin. Biotin. Biotin is found in egg white, mm. right? Biotin is also made in the gut. Right. It's made in the gut, which is very important. So another, so, another important reason for a healthy uh, microbiome. microbiome. They, they make some of the things we need. Yes. Uh, but it, I think there may be some plant sources, but I guess yeah. a better example would be folate, which yeah. comes from foliage, yes. green leafy vegetables, but it's also present in liver. Yes. Yeah. We, all, we think so, that it's all about the but foliage, the same but thing. it's not. But it's, it's the same thing as right. It's chemically the same. Yeah. So is there some sort of, I think there may be some hype that this person is responding to in the promotion of supplements that are, quote, plant-based. Yeah. Whereas the others are meat-based. Oh my goodness, I'm a vegetarian. I can't have a meat-based supplement, so I'm right. have a plant-based supplement. But it's the same chemical. But it's the same chemical, is right. I mean, it's so, it's got a formula. It's a chemical. It's like right, it, just like we would give vegans more B vitamins anyway for the B12. Yeah, specifically because it would eventually be low. And in B12 that. mostly comes mm -hmm. from animal, animal sources, protein, but yeah. you can also get. I guess some B12 from bacteria or some, I mean, maybe some uh, fungal things or something Ye like that. Yeast flakes? Yeah, yeast. Or right. nutritional right. yeast. Right, which is not. For a, example. Last time I checked, wasn't an animal. No. Okay. <laughs> so it's permissible. Right. right. But, okay. So, so I, you know, I think it's a false distinction right there. I think so. Yeah. I but think go, so. keep going with that question. Uh, and, and Wendy says, do you think this might have something to do with the mixed results about cooking oils? I'm not sure what she means hmm. by that question or anything. We know that cooking oils, they don't necessarily have B vitamins in them. There might be a source of vitamin E, hmm. right? Hmm. And maybe a few minerals, but not hmm. really B vitamins hmm. uh, as much. So, Wendy, maybe you want to write back to us with some, some issues, clarity. Conflating about, some issues here. Yeah. You know, the yeah. concern about cooking oils, which is not about the B vitamin content, or it's more about the type of polyunsaturated fat. There's True. the omega-6 and the omega-3, and the, mostly the cooking right. oils are omega-6, which we get too much of. Too much of. They're volatile under high heat cooking, all of that kind of, they're, you know. They're denatured and they're de purified. Exactly. And Denuded of their right, they're deodorized yeah. and they're bleached, and oh my goodness, why are we ingesting this stuff? Yeah. As a result, yep. So yeah, we need to think about different ways of cooking instead of always a sauté mm -hmm. or a fry or anything like that. We have to braise, we have to steam, we can boil, we can broil, we can roast. You know that way. A lot of people are using air fryers. And there are even ovens now mm. that are made, w w that are, include an air fryer. Wow. So, which is interesting. But what I notice in some YouTubes about the air fryers is you're still spraying a whole lot of oil uh, onto the food and you put it in the air fryer. It's like, well, okay. So it's yes, not, it's, it's not, not a shallow fry or a deep air, fry. That's good. The air doesn't fry anything. Right. <laughs> you need oil to you fry. Need oil. You right. need oil and to fry. And the air heats the oil. give it some kind of a which, crust. Which is... Yeah. In the fryer, right in a pan, but it's it's still better than a deep fry. Right. So kudos yeah. to the makers of yeah. the air fryer because yeah. everybody's just people raving like about. I it. haven't used them, but people I like haven't it. either. Yeah, I haven't either. So okay, Wendy, yeah, do write us back with some clarification because um, I don't know. 
But B vitamins are good for you. They're good. They're constituents of your metabolism, of the Krebs speaking cycle. Of, speaking of deep fried, there's a there's a, a new summer special that's being offered by KFC, which is a Kentucky Fried Chicken sandwich with cheese, bacon, and some like uh, really gooey looking dressing on it. Oh no! And it's well, look, it's only 760 calories. Oh no! But it is, they sell it with. <laughs> Your choice of a drink, gravy, and French fries, which adds up to about 1,500 calories. Right there, that's almost your entire caloric allotment for the day normally. It's and that's why people are induced into a coma after they eat a meal like that. <laughs> right. But it's a value meal. <laughs> but it's a value meal. There's a lot of calories. If you, if you, if you do the math, uh-huh. the, uh, the cost per calorie uh-huh. is a lot less than the cost per calorie of a grass-fed steak. Sure. But what you don't pay for now, you're going to pay for later in your health care costs. Right. But so buy better quality food now. Right. Take better care of yourself now. Yeah. So you have less doctor bills later. If it's if it's about fending off starvation, oh my goodness. It's, then it's just about calories. But yeah. unfortunately, very few of us are fending off starvation. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it's interesting how people are still hungry eating a very nutritionally devoid meal. Mm-hmm. Because the body's not getting the nutrients it needs. But it's, it's so redundant because it's like the KFC, it's already like breaded. And then you take the breaded thing and you put it between bread. Is that really bread. chicken? Oh, you know, it's God. like, okay. Or you put the ba- right, that battered chicken yeah. between more bread. Bread, and, yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of dry, so you put a lot of dressing on it and some cheese and some bacon. Uh, I'll, bacon. So out of all of that, I'll just walk away with the bacon. You can keep the rest <laughs> of all of anything to do with that sandwich. Well, provided the bacon is re- decent, anyway. Bacon could could make the, you know sell the whole proposition Absolutely. right there. Yeah. Absolutely, everything's better with bacon. Yep. Just like everything's better with butter. Right. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay, we've got an email here from Amanda, Doctor Hoffman. I've been an avid listener for years. I'm pregnant with my first child, and I'm interested to know Yay. if there are any integrative functional medicine pediatricians you can recommend. Yeah. I know back in 2021, yeah. there was a pediatri- pediatrician on your podcast, but there, I wasn't was, was able to Dr. find... probably Dr. Lawrence Polevsky. So ah. let me explain what the deal is. Dr. Polevsky. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let me explain what the deal is with integrative pediatricians. Hmm. Being an integrative pediatrician is really tough because... Uh, you know, to be integrative, you have to spend a lot of time. And already pediatricians, in terms of income, are on the low end of the totem pole, Yeah, probably ranking with psychiatrists in terms of income as doctors, because they yeah. spend a lot of time, because they have to, they don't just have to deal with the patient, they have to deal with the parents, and then the parents have a lot of questions, and they're worried about everything, so you spend a lot of time. Right. And right. they do a lot of preventive medicine, which means they're really spending time talking about lifestyle and diet and, yes. you know, and reassuring and, mm-hmm. you know, is my child normal? And It's, you know, it's, it's more well-child yeah. visits yeah, yeah, than... Yeah. So, yeah. so that's number one. If you're integrative, you have to do even more of that. Yeah. Because you have a, you know many more tools at your disposal, like supplements, and you're really concerned about diet. So... It's there are very few who have the wherewithal to make that work. Mm-hmm. The other problem with that is there is so much liability associated with departing from conventional recommendations with a child. Like, oh, your child has 
hmm, a sore throat. Well, let's not give them antibiotics. Let's give them a homeopathic remedy or let's give them an herb. Or so it's like, well, no, a lot of medicine these yeah. days is CYA. And especially like you do something to make a mistake with a kid. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The wrath of, you know, the entire legal right. profession is on you. Mm-hmm. So that militates against any kind of holistic pediatric care, number one. Number two, the, the childhood specialists mm-hmm. in pediatrics often gravitate towards developmental disorders. And there are a fair number of them. Yes. But they, if you have a child who's just normal, it's like, no, that's no, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, your child's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we only work with an ADD, bipolar, uh, autism, depression, autism, you know, yeah. that is their bread and butter. Yeah. Okay. So. For which is uh, the very little insurance com- uh, coverage and you have to spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for, for a child, and you, you know, you, and we see tremendous success sometimes with that. It, you'll spend, you know, your entire, uh, discretionary income for your child. Yeah. So that it, if, if it's a successful intervention, it's well worth it. Sure. So that's the state of, and, and it is too bad because I think a lot of good could be done with integrated pediatrics. Now, credit to pediatricians among the professions. They're the, among the most holistic because Mm-hmm. They realize that children get too many antibiotics. They uh, have to fight off parents who sometimes demand a prescription. Uh, they want to talk about, you know, li- they're very idealistic. They want to talk about diet yeah. and lifestyle and yeah. exercise and, mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know, all these these things. Yeah. Since they don't have time. There's a constraint in terms of yeah. they have to see a certain number of patients. True. So, the pediatrician you interviewed back when is and, Dr. And what happens with yeah. him is, it's interesting. Pavlovsky. I, he's, okay. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to do him a disservice, but it seems like he is more of a, uh, a writer and a, a theoretician than somebody who's in the trenches practicing all the time. Now, he has practiced, but at times he steps back and he lectures and he, you know, mm-hmm. teaches. So, mm-hmm. it seems that, um, you know, he is, you know, and he, I don't even know if he is even seeing patients right yeah. now. Yeah. Amanda, another place you can go to look for an integrative functional pediatrician is ACAM.org, the American sure. College for Advancement in Medicine, A-C-A-M.org. Or go you there. Can, or you can go, go to, there. for nutrition, you can go to the American Nutrition Association. Yes. See if people specialize in childhood nutrition. Mm-hmm. Or, but that won't be a doctor. Right. That, you know, that's She's not looking the place, for a pediatrician. That's not the place to take your kid if he falls out of a tree or if he you know, exactly. has a sore throat or an earache. needs stitches. Right. <laughs> or Institute for Functional Medicine, same deal, yeah. because many of the practitioners are not MDs. They don't have the prescription pad. Mm-hmm. True. True. And, and I think only a small fraction would say, we see children. Yeah. Because mostly it's adult-oriented. Yeah. So, Amanda, there you are. <laughs> yep. Good point which to pause because we want to allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share an important message with you. So here it goes. Listen up. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. 
Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoppinStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoppinStore.com. DearHoppinStore.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. And, you know, just want to mention that it's a considered choice on my part to make this the way that we monetize and support uh, intelligent medicine because we could charge a subscription fee, you know, we could, uh, you know, sell advertisement via, I don't know, Google or something like that, put anything on there because Mm -hmm. they will pay, you know, for podcasts that have a certain number of subscribers. But we choose to do it this way because we want you to get messages that I approve of, that you approve of, Layla, yes. uh, the very self-same supplements that we take and prescribe for our patients or yep. modalities or things that we uh, believe in, mm-hmm. you know, that are uh, health products. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. Oh, we've got a great question here from Peter. What type of magnesium supplement is best for atrial fibrillation and how many milligrams? Okay. Uh, well, what say you? Magnesium taurate mm-hmm. is the one meant for heart and because blood of, vessels. Because of the dual action, because taurine yeah. stabilizes the membranes of nerve cells, mm-hmm. and it can sort of, it's electrical, and it has to do with stabilizing the electrical potential. Yeah. Uh, taurine does something along those lines, but so too does magnesium. Yes. So they team together. I have found, I don't know what you found, but I've found that for atrial fibrillation, it often takes more than just the usual one twice daily. It yes. might take three twice daily or even four twice daily with the limiting factor that too much magnesium can have a laxative effect, but usually not yeah. with magnesium taurate. Magnesium taurate is pretty gentle on the stomach. It is pretty gentle. Uh, do you take it with food? Still start with two twice a day, work your way up from there. Maybe it's a tolerance thing. Yeah. Because... Seriously, every form of magnesium has a stool softening right. potential. So, so I by share, working up, it's it's good I to build tolerance. I just want to remind people of something: is that mm-hmm. there had been this thing on atrial fibrillation about how fish oil is bad for atrial fibrillation, and it, it actually kind of created a, a great deal of concern, even among our listeners. I thought that was a hit piece. Well, another supplement, you know, hit piece well, was, on the supplement. It industry. was like based on some studies, and it was like a lot of doctors were saying it. So they just did a study called the Million Man Study. I don't think it was all men, but it was predominantly men. And they looked at the relationship between consumption of uh, fish, oily fish, and I believe supplements, and atrial fibrillation. And they found, uh, if anything, a slightly protective effect. But it didn't reach statistical significance. So what it did was, all this poisoning of the well, it's it's just that it's kind of hard... You know, it's just like one uh, congressman who was, uh, who was, he went through a whole, you know, ordeal because they accused him of bribery and corruption and said, and he had not done it. And he's, you know, he's at the end of it, he said, you know, where do you go to get your reputation back? You know, it's like once sullied, Mm -hmm. it's very hard to come back. 
And so I, I've always said that I, I'm kind of dubious about, you know, why should fish oil help ventricular tachycardia, but not atrial arrhythmia? True. You know, it's like it, like one chamber of the heart, it's 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 good, and the other chamber of the heart, it's bad. It doesn't make sense, it and it turns out that that was not the case. So let's dispel that once and for all. Great. Plus, you're going to get a little bit of an anticoagulant effect, which always helps in atrial fibrillation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's great for reducing inflammation. It's good for lubricating the joints. It's good for brain health, for the firing of neurotransmitters, by making your cell membranes the 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 Neurons more a little more fluid in their cell membranes, not stiff. Yep. As with the wrong types of fats, if there's it, a lot of it has a, a membrane effect, and that has yes. something to do with electrical conductivity. Yes. Yep. Yes. We are electrical beings, yep. after all. Okay. There you go, Peter. Thank you for that question. Uh, we've got a question here from Scott. Yes. Hi, Doctor Hoffman. I'm revising my supplements, and I see on full script I don't. You don't seem to have any glucosamine there. Well, Scott, I looked it up. There is glucosamine there from Vital Nutrients. Mm-hmm. Glucosamine with chondroitin. That's the one that I found that is not on back order okay. at this moment in time. So you could go there to drhoffman.com. What if there's like a glu- glucosamine supply chain problem? Maybe. You know, mm-hmm. because there had been a lot of problems, especially during COVID, of like some things were hard to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, you know, problems with international travel or international cargo shipments and whatever, right. you know, or, or, right. or production problems at yeah. the source. Like China virtually shut down, you mm-hmm. know, and, and a lot of stuff comes from China. So Still, yes. Yeah, yes. Sourcing a lot of things from there. Mm-hmm. So, Scott, you can go back, take a look. There's one there from Vital Nutrients, a glucosamine supplement, and there will be others, but, you know, at this point in time, that one is not... On back order. Yeah. And you can always call up full script. You know, I mean, it's an online thing, but they do have a phone number listed there. And they do, and their their customer service is very, very good. They're okay. very attentive. Yeah, because so. I realize that sometimes you can't figure something out online. And mm-hmm. frankly, some people are a little less comfortable, you know, especially older individuals, with ordering online. And they may need a little help finding something or getting something. So they'll be glad to jump on with you. Yeah. Uh, they list a number there, and you can... Do it the old-fashioned way if you Mm -hmm. want. Okay. We have an email from Kelly. By the way, just (laughs) an Uh opportunity to tell people that, you know, if if you want to order your supplements, uh, the place to go is uh, my full script dispensary, which is drhoffmanstore.com, where we have a lot of the hard-to-get supplements um, and things that we recommend to patients. Yes, yes. We've got an email from Kelly, and she's got a question about DNA testing. Uh, I found I found you you did a podcast again back in 2021 uh, about doing uh, DNA testing, and you talked about your foray into personalized genetic testing. That was very interesting. You know, when you did 23andMe and and stuff like that. Is this something you recommend? Well, so let me let me say that. Uh, they're making great advances in genetic testing. Yeah. But we have to also keep in mind that genetic testing only tells us about your potential. And it, there's a lot of what's called epigenetics, which is how we uh, overcome or 
uh, accentuate yes. uh, our assets and liabilities. Yeah. Our liabilities and assets in this case. So that you may have, say, a gene that is a gene that highly predisposes you to Alzheimer's disease, but you may never develop Alzheimer's disease because of a healthy lifestyle. Yes. Or similarly, a, a so-called breast cancer gene. And there mm-hmm. are other genes which have some predictive value, but as, as, I, as I go into it further, um, I find that the genetic testing is complicated. It's in its early uh, phases of study, I think, with uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning. We'll learn a lot more in the next few years. Mm-hmm. But it's only as good as the practitioner. And you mm-hmm. have to have a practitioner who's very skilled at interpreting this. And 23andMe gives you like a kind of a cookbook thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they told me that I had uh, a high propensity to lose my hair. Well, I got a full head of hair. Yeah. So genetically, I do, but I don't have a... Right. I haven't lost any hair. So uh, there's, it's, there's a lot of that on 23andMe. Uh-huh. Uh, but there is some value to 23andMe if you want to dip your toes into it. And it is user-friendly, but it's also limited because... They can't tell you a lot of scary stuff. Like, mm-hmm. they won't tell you, like, you have the Alzheimer's gene. Because when you do that kind of testing, you have to have... A, there has to be a genetic counselor follow-up. A real follow counselor, up. you know, who can... Yeah. Re- and, and fully informed consent, because it can devastate a person, even mm-hmm. just to, to assent to the test. So you have to understand the full implications of mm-hmm. that testing. And you have to have a skilled practitioner interpret it for you and make it relevant. And we're also in the realm of what's called nutrigenomics. It'd be great if we could just do a blood test to tell us what to eat, but we're not there yet. Right. And it would also be great if we had a blood test that told us what supplements to take, but we're not there yet. Right. We could that would be truly personalized. We have some ideas, nutrition. like, you know, mm-hmm. for example, people with, with methylation problems might need more methylated B vitamins, mm-hmm. and people with uh, vitamin D polymorphisms of certain kinds may need more vitamin D, and, you know, so and so and so. True. You know. True. Or, you know, people with uh, detox problems might need more glutathione or N-acetylcysteine. Mm-hmm. You know, that these are some things we can we can maybe ascertain. Yeah. But the testing is expensive. And, you know, if you or a, a member of your family is a serial killer, uh, don't do it. Is there a chain for that? Because that's how they... That's how they no no. That's how they track down serial killers now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They'll say, "Well, we can't get DNA from this guy, but let's we got DNA from you know from from a relative, and they can yeah, they can, they can, oh no, they can get in the database. Look at that. Yeah, serial killers everywhere. Beware, <laughs> <laughs> and your families beware. Right. Oh my goodness. Because your DNA yeah. is, is on file. I'll say you know a little bit. You know, I I think genetics aren't the end all and be all. Either, yeah, because it may be the loaded gun, but it's lifestyle that pulls the trigger. Very, is that the well phrase very that well I'm said. trying? Very well yeah. said. Very well said. So that that's really what it is. Just because you have the gene for something doesn't mean you will develop it. Just because you have a gene for diabetes doesn't mean you'll get diabetes. You have right. to be maintaining a lifestyle that will support your getting diabetes exactly. for that to happen. Exactly. Which then will have very little to do with the gene, won't it? Right. When you really think about it. Say, oh, if this happens, this can happen, you know, like that. For most people, anyway. Yeah, and, and but that's and, really a metabolic abnormality. For most traits, it's mm-hmm. a combination of things. True. So it's kind of like a ledger, you know, with uh, assets and liabilities, and mm-hmm. usually they balance out so that your risk is average. 
Sometimes your risk is less than average, sometimes your risk is more average, but mm-hmm. rarely is it deterministic. I mean, there's certain conditions like Huntington's disease where oh. it's virtually certain yeah. that you'll develop that, you know. But that's more like the disease causing things, not just um, traits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Kelly, there we go. So maybe it's not yet ready for prime time, as oh, you I think it's a fascinating field and it's an emerging field, and if you yeah. want, but be aware that when you get into it, um, it's the results are not ironclad, and you really need an expert to help to you interpret, interpret it. it. Yeah, to interpret all the pages and pages of all those snips. Yes, all of those polymorphisms. So, unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, just want to remind you that uh, you can take advantage of everything that Intelligent Medicine has to offer by uh, listening to this podcast. We have many more podcasts throughout the week. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Layla's not on it for her sanity, but I am. <laughs> I've taken the plunge, and you know, I value my mental health. <laughs> I put a, I put on my hazmat suit and I go on Twitter or X, as it's now called. Oh, uh, is that yeah. what it's called now? He rebranded. It's called X. Why X? Wow. All right. Okay, I'm going to have to... X can be whatever you want it to be. It can be anything. That's true. The variable. Yeah. It's a variable. Exactly. Hmm. So... (laughs) Elon injected some algebra. So we're on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, we also encourage you to check out our newsletter, because both uh, Layla and I uh, labor conscientiously to bring you content of great, hopefully, interest and relevance on a weekly basis. So uh, dearhoffman.com, subscribe to the newsletter. And you won't regret it. Thanks, Layla, for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Hoffman. Thanks, everybody. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.